I think it also hinders the quality of relationships mm. because you can have you can have a friend who lives in the same state of, as you, driving distance, and oh, yeah. your relationship exists entirely virtually. That's you know? crazy, bro. It's, that's it's, a great point. I was talking about movies earlier, and I love watching older movies because there's no cell phones. Um, mm. When you think about the stories your your parents tell about growing up in the 70s, 80s, or 90s, their stories seem so deep and layered and their relationships so complex. And I think it's because those relationships existed entirely in person mm. and not virtually. You know, mm -hmm. you, when you're sitting with someone just having a conversation face-to-face, -face, it's so much more real and effective than on a phone screen. Uh, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the UR Story Podcast. I'm your host, Gabriel Huff Jr. And um, like I've been saying, you know, I appreciate all the support that I've been getting um, from friends, from family, from even people that I don't know. You know, y'all have been some a couple of y'all have put some comments on the Instagram and, you know, things like that and been liking and stuff like that. So that's just been so encouraging to see. And it, it makes me feel like, you know, I'm doing something right here. It makes me feel that you know, I'm fulfilling the purpose that that God has set for me in my life. And this is something I'm really passionate about. And, you know, just seeing the the fruits come out of that, that that's such a blessing. So I appreciate that. But there have been some of y'all that have been listening, whether on the streaming platforms or on the YouTube. And I don't see too many likes. I don't see too many subscriptions. I don't see too many, you know, ratings. So what are y'all doing? Right. If you are listening, please leave a rating. Please leave a review. Uh, if you're on the streaming platforms, please leave a rating and a review. That'll help. Uh, that'll be greatly appreciated. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm just curious to hear what y'all think about each episode and what y'all think about the podcast as a whole. And so if you do that, that'll be greatly appreciated. If you're listening, if you're watching on YouTube, you know, please leave a comment, you know, just say what you think about the podcast, what you think about everything as a whole, some different ideas, anything. That'd be greatly appreciated. Uh, please subscribe. Uh, turn that post notification bell on so you can be notified when new episodes come out. That'll just be a great help. That'll help put this in more, in more hands and more ears of people. So, you know, that'll be greatly appreciated. And, you know, I, I would just, you know, I, that just encourages me just to see, you know, people just interacting. And that's what this is all about. This podcast truly is for us. So, you know, I appreciate y'all for that. Um, but I have a special guest here for y'all today. Uh, this is a guy who I've known for almost 10 years now, you know, somebody who I've had the pleasure of being acquaintances with at one time. Then we grew into friends and then we became uh, then we were roommates in college for a while. And, you know, now I'm proud to call him, you know, my brother, you know, brother from another mother. So I have my man Dalton here. How are you doing, man? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I, I know you're uh, you're you're a busy man. And um you know, you you got a lot of responsibility. You got a lot on your plate and everything. So I, I just appreciate you for for being here on this. You know, for supporting me and you know just having some kind words to say about it, man. But uh, when I first brought the when I first uh brought this idea to you, when I first sent you the trailer for this podcast and you listened to it for the first time, 
I'm curious to know what was your initial reaction upon hearing it. I thought it was really awesome that you're putting something together like this. Um, I think it's really tough to put yourself out there like that. Speak to a group of people, put in a lot of work um, that sometimes goes unrecognized. So when you asked me to be a part of it, I thought, yeah, absolutely. I'd be happy to. Yeah, and I, I appreciate that, man, because I, from for me, I've always wanted to be somebody who works behind the scenes. You know, I never, re- like, if I... If I had a oper- if I had a chance to be the movie star or be one of the people working behind the scenes, like the producer or the director, I would choose the person behind the scenes because I really don't care for the credit. You know, it's nice and there is a place for that, but you know, I, I I'm not somebody who is gonna struggle mentally if I'm not getting credit for something that I'm clearly working on. It's kind of why I like engineering because you look around like in this church right now, we don't know who built it. We don't know who designed it, but we're, we're um, benefiting from the work that they did and they're not gonna necessarily going to get credit for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so absolutely. that's kind of why I like engineering and that's kind of how I like approach life, you know, but it, it came to a point where I, I just felt God tugging on me and he was like, you know, you got to do this, son, you got to do this. So yeah, I just, this was put in my heart, bro, to start this podcast. Um, I also have a blog that I do called thereclassified.com. Make sure you go check it out. Uh, I post other blogs on there, post other encouraging content on there. Make sure you go read it. It'll be a great help. It'll be greatly appreciated. Shameless plug. But, I, <laughs> but yeah, I, I just like working behind the scenes, man. You know, it. but I, I just felt God was telling me to do a little bit more. So that's why I, I brought this thing up, man. And know brought it to you but you know enough about me bro this is about you we're in the business of telling your stories right this is called you are story and dalton bain you are the story so i met you i I like to something i like to do in every episode i like to remember when and how i met people and um you know when i when i when we first met it was at the orientate freshman orientation for our high school, we went to CAD, a Central Academy of Technology and Arts. It was like a magnet school, so it pulled in a bunch of different kids from different schools in the county. And it was kind of cool because you could kind of see the diversity, the different characteristics of different kids, you know, and from all different types of walks of life. So, you know, it was pretty cool. And it, it, it also presents an opportunity to meet new people. And you were one of the, you were the main person I met. You were the first person I met and um, we were put in the same group and, you know, it it was a great time. But I think being, you being the first person that I met at orientation kind of set the trajectory for where our friendship was going to go because that foundation was already there. And so it's like, and you can, you, I'm sure you can relate to this too, when you meet somebody at the orientation, once the school year starts, it's kind of in your mind, like, where is this person? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I, I was I was searching. I, I didn't really know too many people in my classes. Mm-hmm. So I was hoping you would be in my, some of my classes. Do we have any classes freshman year? Uh, world history. With Zunig, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. Zunig, RP. I, I miss that, man. But, um, yeah, uh, so... You want to kind of like go dive into that whole what your experience was like at orientation? Yeah. So 
we're placed in the same group, and if I remember correctly, you kind of rotate around the school. They walk you through the school. They show you where classrooms are, where the cafeteria is. Um, you diff- do different games and activities. Yeah. Um, and you were the first person I met, and kind of what you were speaking to is when you come back to school, you kind of associate the school with that person. You know, they, yeah, they kind yeah. of That's seem a good like a, a, a support person. Um, so I was very fortunate to have you in my group. A lot of times your early friends in middle school or high school are just based on proximity. Um, and sometimes you can grow apart from those people because yeah. you don't necessarily share things in common. Yeah. Fortunately, you and I did, and we built a pretty strong bond. From the beginning. So I think we got really lucky with that. Yeah. And, you know, I'm. it's interesting that you say that we shared some similarities because I, I think out of all of my friends, and I, I have a ton of different friends of a ton of different type of characteristics, I think that's healthy for anybody to have friends of all different types of walks of life because you can learn so much from people. I think out of all my friends, you're one of the few that I guess I can see myself in, if that makes sense. Well, I I can see myself in all my friends, but with you, it's like a ton of things Yeah. because, you know, and I don't don't mean to get ahead. I was going to bring this up later, but when we, I, I found that out once we got into college and we were roommates in college because there was one time, and I'm sure you remember this, it was your birthday and I slid like $20 under your door. And then when I got back, the $20 was on my pillow. And I was like, what? Is, what, what, what? And so I went up to you. I was like, bro, take the money. And you were like, nah, it's all good. You don't have to give me money. And, bro, that is so much like me, bro, because it, it, it's just that humility. Like, mm-hmm. it's like the the gift is that we're friends. You know what I mean? It's a great way of putting it. You don't, you don't have to pay. You don't have to give me it. And gifts are nice. There's a place for gifts. But the gift for me is that I know you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's a gift in and of itself. And, bro, that that from that moment, I was like, dang, like, this, this dude, he's really about it. Like, yeah. he, he's really like, he's really, you know, like that. And so that that humility and that was even pre- that was even something I saw in you in high school as well. I guess that humility, does that come from somewhere or is it something you kind of learned as you went throughout life? Um, you know, I don't think there's a humble way to answer this, but I think that's a very nice thing to say. Um, <laughs> something you mentioned that, that stood out to me was when we got to college, it wasn't based on what I was saying earlier, like a proximity friendship. Yeah. You know, you... You have friends that you can hang out with in niche environments. You know, for example, maybe you have a friend you play basketball with. When you try to do something outside of basketball, you re- you realize, oh, maybe I'm not the greatest of friends with this person. Uh, maybe it's just the environment that. Yeah. that works. Yeah. You know, so when we got to college, we we kind of realized that we have more in common than just the proximity thing. Yeah. So as far as humility goes. Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think it's something you pick up at a certain place or time in life. It's just it's like more a, of an evolution thing. You know? I, I feel Based that. Based on the people you're around. I feel that. So I think it's very fortunate 
I was friends with you and many other people in high school because you learn that based on the people you're around. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel that because for me, um, I, I, I get it from just my experience, you know, something I, I've learned, right. Is that as you get older, you're presented with a choice, right? Cause you have your environment and your environment, your environment includes people you're around yeah. it involves uh where you're where you grow up it involves some of the things that you do you know your environment is like everything around you and so i grew up in a very like small environment indian trail is you know a small town uh my family was pretty small at the time um it was just at for a while it was just my parents and my me and my sister that's before my brothers were born and, you know, there wasn't really too much to do in the city. So we, we had to be creative. And, you know, the reason I say your environment kind of gives you a choice is because let's say that someone has grown up in a bad environment. Yeah. They could either choose to be a product of that or they can choose to not be a product of that. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of this story I heard um, from from somebody on I forget where, but there were these two brothers and their father was a very bad dude. He, you know, did bad things and stuff like that. And when the brothers grew up, one of them became like their dad. One of them became completely different from their dad and was making an impact in this world. Mm-hmm. And they asked the brothers, you know, this is not a true story. This is just like a parable or whatever. Um, but uh, not a parable in the Bible, but just kind of like a story to give you perspective. But they, um, they asked both the brothers, you know, why are you the way you are? And they both said... Because how could I not be because this is who my father was, mm-hmm. right? So that's why I say your environment gives you a choice because you could either choose to be a product of that or you can choose to go in the other direction. And so for me, coming from a small town, you know, being surrounded by my whole family um, and my family, we weren't necessarily like poor, but we, the way I describe it is we, we, we couldn't, it's not that we couldn't afford things. We just couldn't afford the sacrifice. Mm. What I mean by that is we couldn't afford to get like toys because we had to pay for the food. You know what I mean? So it's not like we couldn't afford the food, but we can't afford not to pay for the food because then we won't get food because we paid for all these other materialistic things. You know what I mean? And so just coming from that, that's contributed to my humility. Mm -hmm. I feel because it just showed me that you know, I don't need all this stuff. I don't need to show off. I, I just, all I need is just to be who I am, who, you know, God made me. And um, so for you, I guess sort of describe the environment that you grew up in. Is that a loaded question? No, no, I don't think so. I, let's say I was born in upstate New York. That's right. Yeah. Moved down here. Um, I have two great parents. So I think speaking to what you said about having the choice to either replicate or go in the opposite direction of what you're taught. Yeah. Um, I don't exactly know if that happens in a given point in time. That's, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think over the course of your lifetime, you, you really begin to learn how that works. So Yeah, yeah. Um, my parents would 
set aside time and resources to make sure I was doing things I cared about. When I was very young, I, I was in Boy Scouts. When I got older, I began to play sports, um, baseball and basketball. And they would always dedicate their time and money to showing up to my events, yeah, taking me to tournaments, making sure I had equipment. And you learn to appreciate those things. And when you get older, you look back and realize that they didn't have to do that. Um, mm. I really yeah. like the parable you gave because going forward, you have the choice to either align with your past or correct it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, so the environment I grew in was a grew up in was a, a, re- a really positive one. Um, and one that I'm pretty appreciative of. Yeah. And I, that, like you said, I, I think that is something that you grow into you know, I didn't really think too much about how much my parents did for me until I got older. It's something I pro- I don't I don't even think I necessarily realized until college, um, because you know that I graduated early, mm-hmm. and when that happened, it's a crazy story because I was in class, and then they call me to the counselor's office, and I go in there and I see both of my parents in there meeting with Miss Cole and Miss uh, Lawson. And those are the uh, counselors at the time. And, um, you know, I didn't know what was going on. I knew I wasn't in trouble because I, I, don't, I don't do anything. You yeah. know, I was a good student. Um, but, you know, I went in there, and the first thing they say is like, so I heard you want to graduate early. I was like, what? I, w- I want to what? Like, you want to graduate early? And, like, I already knew that my parents had, you know, brought this up. And, you know, I, I wouldn't say I didn't, I, I never hated my parents, but there, it, it was a point where it was like, dang, like y'all couldn't just let me rock, rock this out. Like y'all couldn't let me, cause I'm missing out on a whole senior year where I could graduate with my friends. Yeah. I could, um, do the senior events, um, do the pep rap, win a pep rally. I never got to win a pep rally. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? But yeah, just all the senior stuff, man. And um, I think it's hard to understand that your parents have an entire context of living an entire life that you don't have. Uh, They have examples and situations they've gone through where they're able to share advice with you. But your perspective is what you're living. So a lot of times it it feels like not the right decision or you feel like you know the direction you head in. And it's hard to really understand that they're just looking out for your best interests the entire time. Yeah. And, and we, yeah. And looking back, you know, I, I definitely saw the benefit it had in my life, but I, that's not something I realized till I lived it out. And I, I can honestly say, you know, I don't know <clears throat> without that decision, I don't know where I would be because we had this conversation in back at, back at, at college once. Um, this was after we were roommates and, I th- I think um, this this may have been while we were roommates or afterwards, yeah. like after we could go back to school from COVID and everything. But we were eating one time, and I was telling you, like, you know, that was probably one of the best things that happened to me because it allowed me to find myself. It allowed me to find my identity because back in high school, I, I think I based a lot of who I was on my surroundings, yeah. like. You know, I, I based it on who people said I was. Mm-hmm. 
you know, all Gabe, you're this, all Gabe, you're that, all Gabe, you're this, all Gabe, you're that. Some people would tell me, all Gabe, you could get any girl you want to. I'm like, I just rode along with it. I just rock with it. You know, that's not even how I was, but I would just like agree with them just cause like I, I, it was, it sounded good, Yeah. but that's not who I was though. And deep down I knew that. And so when I went to college and I wasn't around any of my friends, I was around people who didn't know who I was. Nobody cared to know who I was. And it was just about that. Like nobody knew who I was. It was like, okay, nobody is here telling me what to do, who to be, how to act. I got to figure out what I like to do. I got to figure out who I am. And so that throughout college, like that whole freshman year, like I struggled, bro. Like I was just in an identity crisis. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't know who I was and I didn't know who I should talk to and, you know, even like who to really even trust. Yeah. And so going through all of that and then by the time, you know, all of y'all graduated, like the class of uh, all my friends graduated high school and y'all came to college and stuff. By the time you came and we roomed together, by that time, I knew who I was by that time, you know. So looking back, like my that was one of the best decisions that was made for me. And, you know, I appreciate my parents to the fullest because at the end of the day, that made me realize that they just are looking out for my best interest, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, the freshman year of college is a very formative year. It is, bro. It is. You know, you're living on your own. You have to do all your chores. You have to get to class on time. If you don't want to go to class, there's no one telling you you have to. You're paying yeah. all your bills. You know, yeah. you have to feed yourself. You have to put yourself in a position to make friends. It. There's no built-in structure. You have to create your own. Exactly. You know? Bro, that's a perfect way of putting it, yeah. And it, it really puts you in a place to figure out who you're going to be. Yeah. It's a, it's a tough, tough process, I think. Um, it, it's, uh, it's really important, though. It is, bro. And that, that's why I was so glad when, you know, you hit me up and we're talking about rooming together because I... And you would have definitely done fine on your own because you you just have a mindset that is un, unshaken. But um, I I I I def I was there as your roommate, but I also kind of wanted to be there, sort of like a guide as well. Like this is what I went through in fr- freshman year, so um, I could give you some insights on stuff to do, places to eat, and stuff like that. And you know it. I just wanted to be there for you. You know what I mean? And so I, I think that was a great, great experience, bro. But, um, you know, getting to you, man, in college, right? Or I guess I, when I found myself in college. Mm-hmm. And so I guess have you found out who you are or has that been like something you've really put too much thought in? Um, or is it just kind of... You know, just living life. Just living life. It kind of just flows, you know. I feel that. You you look back and you realize what things are important and you continue to do those and you kind of cut out what's not important. Then over time, it's like you're you're sculpting a statue. There's like this really cool statue outside of uh, Fretwell of the guy molding himself. I've seen you know that, I'm yeah, talking? yeah. Um, so... It's never like a finished product. You you never sit down and you tell yourself like, I'm going to be X, Y, and Z. I'm going to do A, B, and C to get there, and it's going to take two years. 
you know? Mm -hmm. You go up and then you fail. It's two steps forward, one step back sort of thing. So I think it really, the most defining thing was my college major. So I was unsure. I did engineering in high school like you did. Yeah. Um, But I decided I didn't want to do that any longer. So I was between finance and accounting, and I landed on finance because I began to prioritize personal finance. So that seemed... Mm like a good place to start. I didn't know what type of career I wanted, but I knew the sort of things I cared about. So at least I was going to put myself in a place where even if this isn't what I want to do with my life, at least I'm going to learn some skills that will benefit me down the road. Yeah. So I think that was one of the biggest defining things um, of my freshman year of, of college. Um, yeah. What's up, man? Um, do you, would you say that, um, I guess let me give some context to this. Yeah. So one time, and th- this is def- this is on topic, but it may sound like it's off topic, but it's on topic. Um, so a f- recently or a little while ago, I-, I saw something on Instagram and I, I hadn't talked to you in a minute. Mm-hmm. And so I was going to send it to you. And so I hit the send button or the share button or whatever and I started typing your name, and I couldn't find your name. I was like, okay. And so then I went to the search. I looked for your name. Didn't see it on there. Mm-hmm. So I was like, ah, okay. Dalton's gotten off of Instagram. And honestly, it didn't surprise me because something I've noticed about you is that you are somebody who is, like, appreciative of life. And it kind of goes to what you were saying, you know, kind of just not necessarily going with the flow, but just living life, right? And something I noticed about you is that you're very, how do do I put it? Um, I I don't know how to put it, but I guess you're just appreciative of life. And the reason I say that is because being off of social media is like you're taking the blinders off because mm-hmm. social media is very blinding and it can make you not appreciate life. Like if you think about it, let's say you're walking in a different city or something like that city you've never been to. What's one thing that people are always doing on their phones, yeah. taking pictures and stuff like yeah. that. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. There is a place for that, but sometimes it kind of gets to the point where just appreciate, you know, where you're at, you know, just appreciate this nature and stuff like that. And so that leads me to what I called this episode. I, I called this episode unplugged and, you know, I, I texted it to you, but I didn't tell you like the reason for calling it unplugged. And so w- when I first sent you that title for the episode, what was like the first thing that went to your mind or social media? Oh, so you knew then? Well, No, I didn't. Oh. Not to the extent of which it, it would come up, but that's just the first thing I thought of. Yeah. Social media technology. Um, speaking to what you're saying about Instagram, I think over time, sort of how we were talking about college, you, you see what's working and what's not working for you, what's adding value to your life and what doesn't. Mm. And I think just some forms of social media just weren't adding value to my life. Um, I still use Twitter and TikTok because I'm a sports junkie. Yeah. And I got to be dialed into the 24-7 <laughs> sports cycle. But yeah, 
Instagram, it's set up in a way that you have a picture feed of these moments in your life that you're putting in front of other people for recognition instead mm. of appreciating it in the moment for yourself. So yeah. to me, it it just wasn't adding any value. So I, I feel that, bro, because like I, I told you before we started recording, um, I'm I'm on Instagram like because of this yeah. and stuff. But if if I wasn't doing all of this, I would probably be off of it too. It, it's very fake. Um, and this is nothing against people that use it, you know, because I do think there is a place for social media. Yeah, it's where you can absolutely. go for news. Like you can. Some I hope t- people aren't going to. <laughs> no, I mean like I mean like you can. I guess you can hear about things very early on. Yes, yeah. Like um, on social media. Um, you can, it, it helps you to keep up with people, mm-hmm. you know, cause yeah. some, a lot of people, I don't have their number, but I have them on like Instagram and, um, you know, other things. And so it helps me like keep up with them, just see how they're doing. Yeah. But at the same time, it, it is kind of deceiving because somebody could be smiling in every picture, but deep down they may be going through something. And because they're posting all of the happy stuff online all the time, Mm -hmm. you know, it may never put it on your mind to ask them, you know, Hey, how are you doing? You know, Hey, how are you doing emotionally, physically, mentally, all that stuff. And, um, and plus it's, it's time consuming, you know, like you were saying value. One of the most valuable things that we have is time because you can't get it back. Yeah. We started this podcast like 30 minutes ago. That's 30 minutes that have gone by that we're not going to get back. Right. Not saying we want to get back because this is what we're doing is important. But at the, at, it's like, you know, I, I, I can definitely understand why you, you got off of it. And um, this is not to say that people aren't important, you know, and yeah, this is not to say people are important. You know, the Bible tells us do nothing uh, from selfish ambition or deceit. Um, consider others, you know, more significant than yourself. But at the same time, you know, it is important to unplug and just kind of be relieved of all of that other stuff, all of the other things that can distract you and pull you in different directions. And so my question to you is, you know, after having done that, have you seen, you know, I guess what changes have you seen within yourself and like some of the things that you've been doing or even some of the people that you are around. Yeah. I, um, I've definitely noticed a difference. I'd say mostly just in the way I live my life day to day. Um, a lot of times you get into routines of waking up, you pick up your phone, Mm. you sit on it for 20 minutes, you get up, um, you eat breakfast, you look at your phone, you go to work. (laughs) Uh, you sit down, you look at your phone, you do work, lunch time comes, you look at your phone. Yeah. You go home, you look at your phone for a couple of hours, you shower, get in bed, look at your phone, go to sleep. But when you cut those things out, I'm not saying I cut those things out completely. Yeah, yeah. You you notice a lot more time in your day. Mm-hmm. And for the first couple of days, it's like you're, um, you need to feel fill that gap. Like, you should re-download it. You should get it again. But 
if you just resist the urge and you start to fill those time slots with hobbies, um, things you care about, it really changes your perspective yeah. on the world. Um, I, I've recently, I'm really into movies and art, so I spend yeah. a lot of time watching movies and making pottery. Um, so, so. so you, you feel like you don't have enough time to fit those things into your life when really, if you just did a reflection of how you're spending your time, you, you realize that you've got a lot more hours to work with than, than you think you do. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you said that because that, that's exactly what it is, bro. You know, the way I think about it, when you, when you plug your phone in, the phone is filling up, right? But when you're like, uh, this is about to be, I'm about to make this a lot more deeper than what it should be. And it might confuse, it might be confusing, but let's just see how it goes. But when you plug your phone up and you're like, you're looking at it, it's like your energy is coming out of you and going into the phone. It's interesting. But when you just let it sit and, you know, if you have a bad phone, your phone will probably die, like, even if you're not using it. But Mm -hmm. let's just say, like, your phone goes down, like, when you're not using it. That energy is, like, coming to you. And, like, like you were saying, um, you come to realize how much time you actually do have. You know, I know that, you know, a lot of people say, you know, we don't have enough time and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But when you look at what you're spending that time doing you come to realize that maybe you need to cut some things out maybe you need to unplug and and just kind of figure out what you like to do find some hobbies and find other things like that like you know when I started working as a civil engineer that kind of forced me actually no when I was working as a civil engineer when I first started I would wake up look at my phone for a little bit Mm -hmm. then get ready go to work yeah come back and look at my phone and then go to bed. Right. Or probably uh, study the Bible for a little bit, then go to bed. Mm -hmm. Um, But now, like, like you were saying, I've kind of unplugged myself from that. And even when I'm posting on there, I kind of just do what I got to do and then just put it down. Yeah. You know, Um, because I I'm just really not that into it. Mm -hmm. I like to appreciate life as well. You know, I love I love spending time with my family. Yeah. That's something that's big for me. You know, my brothers, bro. Like, I, my brothers, some of the most important times, and if I had to rank some of the my best times of my life, it a majority of the top percentage of it would be when I was around my family, mm-hmm. when I was around my brothers. You know, so devoting time to them has been something that's not only helped them, but it's helped me yeah. to build that relationship with them and um, make sure that they're on the right track and everything. Um, I, I, I like to read a lot more. I found more time to study and, and just all of that. So it, it's so important to unplug, bro. And I'm so glad that you did that. And that's why I said I wasn't surprised when you did it because I could just see that you were somebody who wants to just appreciate life. You, you don't, it, it's like you don't want to miss something, right? You don't want to be caught like on your phone and you miss something. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so, yeah, for anybody out there, you know, just take a week and just fast away from your phone and just see how much time you really have. And you'll, you'll start to see some of the benefits and you'll start to realize that some of a lot of this stuff isn't necessarily even that fun, you know. And so, yeah, that, that's dope that you did that, bro. And 
Oh, you. Oh, no, no. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. But yeah, that, that that's dope that you did that, man. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you did that because that I think that's important and that's essential in developing a, as a person. And that's not to say that people that do spend a lot of time because some people, that's how they get paid, you know, mm-hmm. use, uh, being on their phone and stuff like that. But I, I feel like if you just unplug for a little bit and just take some time to, I guess, really find out stuff, then you'll, you'll see. And, you know, you were saying you like pottery and stuff like that. That's interesting. Like what? Like I guess you you have a lot of hobbies that I guess I can't speak for everybody. But in my life, the typical the people that I've met. I don't know anybody who does pottery or anybody who does some of those other things. So like what makes you, I guess, in like what, what led to you like having all of these different hobbies and stuff like that, just going out and experiencing or was it a specific person or. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So my girlfriend and I, we did a pottery lesson a couple of years ago for an event. I can't remember. And I really enjoyed it. I don't know how much you know about pottery or wheel throwing. It's called nothing <laughs> so, so basically you start with a ball of clay yeah you slam it down on this wheel that spins counterclockwise yeah clockwise if you're left-handed and you use water in your hands to form it into a shape so like a bowl or a pitcher or a planter um then it dries and then you glaze it and then it turns into ceramic glass yeah um I don't know how I got into it, but uh, <laughs> I take classes every week. Um, That's what's up, man. Yeah, I no, I really enjoy it. And I I just think it goes back to setting aside time to, to explore hobbies. You know, even if it's not one you're 100% committed to, I just think putting the idea in your head that it's okay to try new things, even if you may fail at yeah. first, is important. Um And that kind of ties back into what we were talking about our freshman year of college. You're at a point in your life where you're in your first year of working full time. And I think after your freshman year of college, that's the next and maybe the last. Well, I won't say the last. Um, It's the next big formative year in your life where your structure is completely different than what it was. So you're, you're not going to class and then coming home and doing homework. You're working the same hours each week with the same people at the same place. Your daily routine is completely different. And you're at a point where you have to prioritize being creative, having hobbies, making time for family, the things that are important to you. Otherwise, you're going to fall into a slump of unproductiveness. So I think it's fantastic that you've made time for this podcast and your family to to structure yourself going forward. Yeah, um, and and the people you meet, you know, the people and the connections you make by just unplugging from your phone. It's like it's weird because when you're on Instagram for an extended period of time, yeah. you're scrolling through and looking at people when you could be out and like meeting people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or just and, interacting with those people you already know just in person, yeah, you know? Yeah. It's, and, you know, it's crazy, man. And, you know, something that I'm glad some of the my favorite memories are back in high school when we were like all just chilling. Yeah. You know, because 
when it was like like me, you, um, Manny Wyatt, Eric, and you know some of the other people in the group and everything, like bro, like we wouldn't. It's like I I don't remember seeing us on our phones for an extended period of time. We would just be chilling and talking, and you know just vibing, bro. And you know I I think that that's so important because it is it's frustrating sometimes when I go out and eat and I see like a couple or something. Mm-hmm. And both of them are on their phones. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I just, I, I don't want to speak for somebody else's relationship. Maybe that's what works for them. Mm-hmm. But I, I just couldn't see myself being like that. Even even with, not even in an intimate romantic setting like that. Even with when I'm with a friend or something. Yeah. Like, I, I try not to be on my phone. You know, if even if somebody calls me, I try to, you know, let them know, hey, I'm busy right now or I'm mm-hmm. occupied. And so... Yeah, man, I I just think there's so many people <laughs> missing out on on life, yeah. and you do know, you, do you have have you been to a concert? I have, yeah. Uh, we've been to a concert together. Yeah. Um, you know, have you ever taken a video of the concert? I have a couple times. Have you ever gone back to look at that video? Not at all. Have you <laughs> watched fireworks on the Fourth of July? Yeah. Have you ever taken pictures of the fireworks? Yeah. Have you ever looked at those pictures? Nah. But this 4th of July, Great point. you will think of previous 4th of Julys and maybe previous experiences you had, but you don't think of those things because you've revisited these photos. You think of these things because of the experiences you're having. Mm. You know, you recall those things because of how you're feeling in the moment, not because of a specific picture or video you've taken. So going forward, if all of your memories are just stored in the form of pictures and videos, you're not going to recall those things. Yeah. If you're not building new memories proactively, you know? Yeah. And... You know, there like there is a place for pictures because Yeah, it, absolutely. I'm I'm not just saying pictures yeah. are stupid. I'm just saying prioritizing being in the moment and experiencing mm-hmm. it That's right. is incredibly more valuable. Yeah. And I, I agree, you know, even um with LeBron, LeBron and you you think LeBron is the GOAT. I'm still a Jordan. You can I mean, you can call me an old head all you want. Jordan is the GOAT. And anybody out there who doubts that I don't know what you're doing. Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time. When LeBron listens to this episode, he's not going to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> I know I, what you're talking about, though. You're talking about when he broke the record? Yeah. And everyone is holding a phone? Everybody's recording. Except for um, the man sitting courtside in the front row. I think he was the CEO of Nike. Oh, really? Yeah, he's got on the black suit and the white T-shirt, I think. Mm. He's the only one not recording. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like with he, a, he's the one who stands out to you in that picture, you know, like mm-hmm. when you go back and look at it, you're like, man, what's that guy up to? Yeah. You know? And the thing about that is I understand why people would want to record. Yeah, yeah. But with the moment that grand, you'll always be able to look it up on YouTube. Right. Or see it. On, and I, I maybe you do it to see like the people who was around you reactions, yeah. you know, turn the camera around and let it face you and see your reaction and stuff. Which is fine, but I'm just from a grand scale. Like, I just think that at times we prioritize more so trying to record the moment instead of actually being in the moment. Mm -hmm. And I I think that's something that a lot of people should look at in their own lives. And 
you know, just kind of be like, you know, but, you know, with you, even even you um, back in college, I don't know if you still have it. You probably do. You had this camera. Do you remember that camera? Polaroid it like camera. Polaroid, the one that yeah. spews the the yeah. paper out. The yeah, film camera. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah. I, I don't know what it's called, but it, it, it the paper comes out like mm-hmm. the film camera. Even that, like, I feel like that's better than your phone. I mean, I, I'm who am I to judge? Who am I to make the scale? Yeah, and make the curve or whatever. But like, I, I feel like that. I don't know. I, I, I don't know, man. All, all I know is, I, I do think that life should be appreciated. Yeah, but it should be appreciated with your own eyes more so than through a phone screen. And yeah, I think it also hinders. The quality of relationships Mm. because you can have you can have a friend who lives in the same state as you driving distance and your relationship exists entirely virtually that's crazy bro that's a great point i was talking about movies earlier and i love watching older movies because there's no cell phones um Mm. when you think about the stories your your parents tell about growing up in the 70s, 80s, or 90s, their stories seem so deep and layered and their relationships so complex. And I think it's because those relationships existed entirely in person Mm. and not virtually. You know, Mm. when you're sitting with someone just having a conversation face-to-face, it's so much more real and effective than on a phone screen you know? mm. yeah and you know back like think back in the times like biblical times they walked everywhere bro or rode camels <laughs> you're, you're not riding a camel still am i the only one still using <laughs> maybe <laughs> i have to go go uh find mine in the storage mine's being watered out back so uh, okay mine's go mine's ahead, having actually. his mine's having his hooves changed mm. do camels have hooves hooves i think so yeah yeah man but uh that that's a great point because um even even with like uh uh, relationships right Mm -hmm. you know and you know you're in a relationship so i'll speak for for me you know i guess i can't really speak for me because i don't really i'm not really necessarily i i I still struggle you know (laughs) I'm I'm confident, but at the same time, like I feel like sometimes when I'm talking to <laughs> I'm talking to a woman, I sound like way too like intellectual. Not saying that, pe- not, not saying that people are aren't intellectual. Yeah, but I feel like instead of actually trying to, I, I feel like I, I I don't know how to say it. But long story short, I'm I'm still I'm still working on it. But uh, yeah, bro. Like even with relationships, bro. Like a lot of people won't go up to somebody and talk to them or go up to somebody and shoot their shot, I guess mm-hmm. they'll just see, they'll be going to the same school yeah. as somebody. Right. And I'm not saying you should just be going and shooting your shot with everybody, but you'll be going to the same school. You sit beside this person in class. Yeah. You, you, you leave class. There's like five minutes in between classes, right? Mm-hmm. You leave class, go to your next class person is sitting beside you still your last name is harris her last name is hunt so you are beside each other because it's alphabetical order Mm -hmm. 
Y'all leave class again. Y'all have another five-minute period in between the class. Y'all go to the next class. Oh, y'all have the same class there. Right? Y'all get on the bus to go home. Y'all live in the same neighborhood. Right? You Mm -hmm. you tracking? I'm tracking. All right. Spending a lot of time with this uh, (laughs) Hunt woman. Yeah. So Harris Mm -hmm. and Hunt, right? Y'all on the same bus. And then y'all get off the bus. And y'all go to your, your homes. Right. See what your parents have cooked or whatever. Go do your homework. And then Harris gets on his phone and then hits Hunt up on Instagram saying, hey, yeah, how are you doing? I'm like Harris, <laughs> you were with this woman the whole time. But you, you see what I'm saying, right? Yeah. You know, everything is like on the phone, bro. And it's like exactly your point. Like. A lot of friendships are, are now like just virtual yeah. because you know, and I know life gets busy and I know things happen and I know people, you know, get res- a bunch of responsibilities and stuff, but there's just, it's just a different, it's just completely different when you're in person, mm-hmm. you know, for, for real. Cause when, when it's through text, like you can't see the person's expressions, you can't see, um, you know, how they reacted to something you may have said, mm-hmm. you can't get their, uh, tone or whatever. Yeah. And so I, it, it's just, I don't know, but it, you know, something I think about and something that's actually been a pretty big topic of discussion lately is how the internet affects confidence. So for example, in your analogy, with, <laughs> uh, hunt and Harris. Harris. Yeah. If one of them approaches the other, introduces themselves and the other one's not interested there's room for backlash like on social media or on the internet like oh so and so just came up to me what an idiot (laughs) 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 no no it sounds ridiculous but you know what i'm saying yeah yeah i I know yeah and it's been really popular at gyms where people will record themselves working out People will walk in the background. That's right, yeah. And just they'll be put on blast in the comments <laughs> or by the creator, like, oh, so and so was staring at me or criticizing me. Yeah. Just because they were in a place where someone else was recording and they happened to to be appearing in the video. And they they don't have a platform to share their context of what actually happened. Mm-hmm. And that discourages people from going to the gym, you know? Mm-hmm. It can really hinder people's confidence in several different ways, and and that just kind of sucks. You know, I don't think there's a way to get around that. Yeah, something that something that has helped me, you know, I guess not just with shooting my shot, but just even talking to people. Mm-hmm. You know, let's say you shoot your shot at somebody, and they're like, "Nah, they reject you." Did they really reject you, or did they reject? who they think you are. You know what I mean? So it's not necessarily really even you getting rejected. Yeah. It's like it's that's a perception some, thing. It's perception, free yeah. game, free game. They're they're rejecting who they think you are or what other people have said about you instead of actually going to the source and finding out who that person is. And they have every right to say no. And men and women have every right to say no. 
because people are going through different set. Maybe they're just not looking for a relationship. Maybe they're just not in the mood to talk or anything like that. But I'm talking specifically for the people who may feel that lack of confidence. Mm -hmm. You know, it. there's nothing wrong with getting rejected or just people simply not wanting to talk to you. It's just they may just be rejecting who they think you are because they haven't gotten to know you. Yeah. And but I, I definitely see what you're saying, man. Like I, the, I think um sorry not to cut you off. You're good, but you're I good. think it's important that you are actively involved in your environment. For example, you work at a new engineering firm. It's important to establish who you are from the first time, to put yourself out there and be very vocal about I'm Gabe, I'm interested in these things, I'm this type of person. Yeah. Because then you can build your own reputation, you know? Yeah. And then you don't you don't leave it up to someone else. Yeah, man. To to build that for you. Um, so I I think that's an important thing. thing and and it's a burden trying to be somebody you're not. Yeah. Because, bro, imagine having to be somebody else every single day of your life for an extended period each day. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's a burden, and you may not realize it, but like, it's like one of those thing, one of those pictures where you see the person, and there's like they get home. And there's like a bunch of different faces hanging up on their wall and they get home and take off their happy face and put on the wall. And they're like, they have a sad face. Yeah. You know, like they're, and, and some pe- different people are going to do different things. Nothing, nothing to that. But um, I'm talking specifically for being something that you're not. It's, it's, it's okay to, to be yourself. It's yeah. okay to be who you are. And I, I think in a lot of ways, people not only respect you more for being yourself, but it not for everybody, but for me, mm-hmm. I'm drawn to people that are authentically themselves. You know, even if it may not necessarily, even if no, let me not say that. Not 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 people that are doing the wrong thing yeah. necessarily, but like if you're not afraid to be who you've been purposed to be then there's a there's like you deserve like the utmost respect because you're you're just unapologetically yourself and um that's something that has been kind of a struggle in a um i guess a um how do you call it in a setting like an engineering office yeah no i totally see what you're saying it's because you there's these expectations set that you're this type of person. Yeah. Um, I think there's similar expectations of a different degree in finance and accounting. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are two different, but there's these narratives based upon different career types that people think you have to align with. Mm, if yeah. you're an engineer, you're a bookworm and you're very <laughs> studious and you're very on the nose. Um, yeah. If you're an accountant, you're air quote boring, um, very linear. You're not very sporadic or um, creative. Yeah. You know, and those things exist in the work you do, but they extend to how people perceive you mm. as a person. Yeah. Um I'm I'm definitely guilty of it, but you'll meet someone new 
and they'll tell you what they do. And you begin to establish ideas about that person yeah, that may yeah. not necessarily be true. Yeah. You know, it, it's a very tough thing. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just important to, before you establish any of those ideas, learn who someone truly is. Um, and don't let your perception manipulate what reality is, you know? Yeah, and I, I'm definitely guilty of that, too. Like, I'm, I've definitely, um, I don't think I, I don't think I told you, or you may not have known, I was in a relationship this summer, this past summer. Didn't you didn't know? Mm-mm. My bad, man. That's okay. But, uh, yeah, I was in a relationship this past summer, and I was, in a lot of ways... I wasn't being myself, mm-hmm. you know, this, this, uh, the individual that I was, I was with that I was dating at the, t- at that time, um, Harris or hunt. Huh? I'm just kidding. <laughs> hunt. <laughs> okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, she, we came from like two different worlds. Yeah. And so I was trying to, I guess, Conform to her expectations. Yeah, yeah. conform to her world instead yeah. of being myself and introducing her to my world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were both at fault in a lot of things, yeah. um, which is why it didn't eventually work out. Um, you know, I'm not the type to blame everything on the woman. There's some, there, I, I, I'm able to look at myself and see, be, I guess, what's the word um be accountable for my some of the things i've done um but i yeah i was definitely conforming to a lot of her expectations of me mm-hmm. and and not being myself and it's crazy because my dad even saw it and my dad you know some at times was telling me you know hey you're you're burning yourself out buddy you're burning yourself out cuz i'm very much a homebody mm-hmm. but i was going out like staying out you know late yeah and not doing anything wrong but just like you know going to the movies and then sitting in the car and talking for a while and there's nothing wrong with that but dude gets tired i get Mm -hmm. tired bro and even the way i was talking like i i the way i talk i talk like i I was changing the way i talk like i'll be saying things that i don't even say like i would be saying finna like i don't say that like you know yeah. So I'll just be saying a lot of things I don't say. And I, I think in a way that once it started becoming that burden, like I was talking about, the real Gabe started to come out because he was getting tired of being pushed down by that weight of being somebody else. Yeah. And so the real Gabe started coming out a little bit more and it eventually led to the demise. But, you know, I, that that's why they say like the way – a lot of the time how a relationship starts is the way it'll end. So if it starts in a way where I'm not being who I am, yeah. it'll end when cause the truth is always eventually going to come out. Mm-hmm. You can only be fake for so long. And so once the real me started coming out, that's when the problems really started coming. So that's why I say I'm accountable for that as well, because yeah. I gave her the perception of what she was dating when in reality she... I was a completely different person than the dude she met. And, um, yeah, bro. So I, I, I completely agree with what you said, man. Like it, it, 
I'm 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 really enjoying this conversation because I th- this is important and I think it'll bring a lot of value to people that are listening because I think there's a lot of people that are kind of stuck in the trap of I guess just trying to be something that I guess trying to make everybody like them I guess yeah. and like yeah and I I think that's a great example in your life of how unplugging doesn't necessarily have to pertain to social media or technology it can pertain to what's just going on in your life you know unplug what you think is happening take a moment reflect look back and move forward based on on what you actually think not based on the ideas you're being fed you know yeah just um, journaling and meditating and reflecting on your life in a way that you're able to make changes. Yeah. Um, you know, unplugging doesn't have to be related to, to social media. Yeah, for sure. Technology, yeah. you know? Yeah. It, it's more uh, a sense of getting to know yourself, mm-hmm. your, your true self, you know? Yeah, and yeah, that's important because that that self reflection right you know for example when i was in the process of setting this whole podcast up and everything um i there were points where i would shut off social like i would deactivate my account on instagram and stuff yeah. and just kind of try and figure out what direction i want to take this in and i feel that if i had been on social media cuz when you're when you're um for for me this may it may be different for other people but for me i didn't want to base the direction i would take for this from other podcasts yeah. i think that's important to and, yeah yourself from. and so if i'm like on social media and if i'm looking at all these different things mm-hmm. and i i've said this on almost every episode like you know the way i look at a lot of things in life is like concrete and um when concrete is wet, you know, people will step all in it. Mm-hmm. And then when it dries up, you'll see their footprints in it. And so I didn't want, and this may sound selfish, um, but I, I didn't want anybody else's footprints in this, Yeah, you know, and this podcast is definitely about us, but I wanted to make sure it was all, as authentic as possible. It wasn't based off of, you know, somebody else's i guess beliefs or anything like you you know what i mean yeah no absolutely and, and so yeah that self reflection bro and just kind of doing that and just seeing it, it it's it's very um what's the word i'm thinking of um i can't think of the word i i get i'll, I'll say enlightening you know unplugging i think will definitely enlighten you and kind of help you find direction. Yeah. You know, and so I know the time is getting, the time is getting close here, but, um, you know, my last question to you, man, you know, it just left my mind. That's crazy, (laughs) man. Yeah, no, I think the enlightenment, uh, idea you mentioned, I think that's pretty on the nose. The self-reflection leads to enlightenment. It's not an easy thing to do. Yeah. 
but I think it's a rewarding thing to do. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think I think that that's a great way of putting it. Yeah, and, and it, it's dope being being you, bro. Like it's dope being yourself. Like I, I've, and this is gonna sound this is gonna sound prideful or selfish, but it's biblical because you know Bible tells us love one another as we love ourselves. You know, when you, I, I feel like unplugging can help you begin to love yourself more. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that it, it helps you to find out more about yourself. And the more you find, it, it's like a relationship, right? The more you find out about your partner, um, if it's good things, obviously, because yeah. there are, there could be some bad things, but mm-hmm. like, like the more you find out about your part, like I had a, the leader, the, I was in this Christian group called M28 on campus. Mm-hmm. You remember I yeah. used to go to it and stuff like that. Uh, the director of it was this guy named Sam. I actually had him on here. Um, and he said there's, he's married and he said there was, there's joy in learning more about his wife on a daily basis. And yeah. so like learning more about your partner whether husband or wife or whatever it there's joy in that and you can you you find yourself loving them more every day yeah and so when you unplug from that marriage that you have Mm -hmm. with your device right Mm. you start to learn more about yourself Mm. and you can start loving yourself more dang that's a bar that's a bar (laughs) that's a bar you you know what i mean though right yeah bro yeah man so yeah i think that's absolutely yeah, man. Do you think of your final question? Huh? Your final question? Did it come back to you? Nah, but I can think of one off uh, the No, dome. I'll give you a final question. Okay. How about that? Let's go. So, Changing what, the game. what episode, how many episodes are out of your podcast? Um, At the time we're recording this, eight episodes okay, are out. Eight episodes. So, eight episodes, two months of work. It's a lot of time, commitment. Yeah. Going forward, how are you going to unplug and reflect about how this is going, the impact it's having, mm-hmm. and adjust accordingly mm-hmm. to make? I feel that. Um, I'm going to be a little bit, like, vulnerable right now. Yeah. Uh, maybe not vulnerable, but honest. This week, actually, earlier this week, um, I'm not going to say who it is, but I've seen somebody that I know having a lot of success in their endeavor mm-hmm. in in their purpose and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not going to lie. It made me discouraged a little bit because, you know, at the time we're recording this, this podcast is still very small. Not too many people know of it. And um, the influence, I guess, isn't like on a grand scale yeah. yet. And so I was discouraged at the time and I was like, I, I was, I was like talking to God, bro. I was like, dang God, like I'm doing what you purposed me to do. Like <clears throat> I'm, I'm trying, I'm doing my best, you know? And I, I was telling him like, I don't care about the numbers, but in reality, deep down, like I told you before we started recording deep down, I, I do struggle with that. I do struggle with seeing <laughs> low numbers sometimes. Yeah. But it's crazy because I think everything happens for a reason. And um, when I'm at work, I'm all I'm always working, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm never not working, even when I'm 
the only time I'm not working is when I'm sleeping. The, what I mean by that is even when I'm at work, I'm listening to podcasts. Yeah. I'm listening to sermons. You know, everything is just about the work. My job is what I get paid to do. My work is what I've been purposed to do. Mm. And so everything I do, I try to contribute to the work that has been given to me that I'm stewarding, right? Mm-hmm. And so at work, I was listening to this one sermon, uh, this pastor named uh, Vodi Bauckham. Make sure y'all, ch- y'all, y'all should check him out. He's a really, he, he's a really good pastor. And he was talking about the parable, um, one of Jesus' parables of um, shoot, shoot, shoot. The, the prodigal son. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the father, he was wealthy, and his inheritance was going to be passed to his two sons. It's kind of like the story we said at the beginning. Um, one of the sons, he wanted his inheritance immediately. One of the sons, he was just working with the father and being patient. So the son who wanted it immediately, his father gave it to him and he ran off and he was just spending and doing everything and doing whatever he wanted. And then once all that money was blown, you know, he was so down low that he was eating with the pigs. Right. And uh, so he came back and as he was coming back, he was practicing what he was going to say to his father. Father, I'm sorry. Um, You know, I'm not worthy of being your son and stuff like that. And so when he came back, before he even got there, his father saw him from the distance and his father came and started running to him. And he gave him a hug, said, hey, kill the, um, may have been a calf, I don't remember, but kill, kill the, mo- the most grandest calf or whatever. Um, my son is now here. He was lost and now he's found. He was dead and now he's alive. But the other son, he was looking at it and he was like, dad, I've been here with you working this whole time. I've I've been doing all this stuff for you. Why is he who ran off getting rewarded for something that I should have been rewarded for? Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the that just put it in perspective because that made me realize that while I'm sitting there driving to work complaining and talking to God and stuff about that stuff, I'm being the other son. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm the one who's not satisfied right but in reality you know think about it the son who ran away he's getting all of this material stuff and it is important but it's material the other son got to spend time with his father yeah you know yeah so i have a my heavenly father uh the lord the lord I've been walking with him for a long time now, but I'm over here complaining about not getting numbers. You know what I mean? And so that really put it in perspective for me to just be to be appreciative. You know, like I was saying before, the gift isn't when I gave you that money, the gift isn't the money. You know, the gift is just being a friend of you. Yeah, you know what absolutely. I mean? The gift isn't getting a bunch of followers and stuff like that. The gift is that I get to be in a relationship with, with Jesus, you know? And so that put it in perspective. And so I guess now what to answer your question about unplugging, I'm not, I'm just going to unplug from looking at the numbers. Yeah. Journey, not the destination. Exactly. I'm, I'm just, and sometimes I'm still guilty that sometimes I still take a peek at the numbers and everything. But that's not what it's about. That's not what it's about, bro. Just relieving that burden of looking at the numbers, you know, going forward. This is just about the the purpose, bro, and just spreading the gospel and stuff like that. So that's that's how I'm approaching it. 
That's a great question. That's that's great a great answer. question. Great answer. That's crazy, man. But bro, man, I I definitely got to get you back on here, man. This was one of my this is one of my favorite ones, bro. But uh I appreciate you um being on here, man. It really means a lot, bro, Thanks because for me. you know, it one of my favorite things about starting this podcast was just being able to bring, you know, people that are close to me on, you know, people that have had an impact in my life and you know, it, it, it's it's awesome to show others like what I know about the people that I bring on already, you know, mm-hmm. and anybody is welcome. You know, if you're listening to this right now and you want to come on, don't hesitate to send a DM on Instagram. Um, I can do I, I've already done a Zoom episode, so we can do Zoom if it, you're not in the area. If you're in this area, the Charlotte area, you can come to the studio Um but yeah, man. So again, I appreciate you for being on here, bro. Um, if you're listening, thank you for tuning in. Um, make sure again to follow us on all of the podcast streaming platforms. That's Apple Podcasts, that's Spotify, that's Google Podcasts. And again, please leave a review, please leave a rating. It'll it'll help out a lot. It'll it'll be so encouraging. And you know it'll it'll just be a blessing, and it'll it'll help out. So I encourage you to do to do that. If you're watching on YouTube, um, make sure to hit that like button. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. Make sure to turn the post notification bell on so you can be notified of any new episodes that come out. And just continue rolling with us. You know, I feel that this thing is. I, I feel like God is doing something great here, and I I, I feel like you know we're we're on we're on track to doing great things. So, you know, again, I appreciate y'all for listening. Um, thank you again, my man, Dalton, thank for, you, for being on here. I appreciate it, man. And thank you we'll see me. y'all next time. Peace.